0: Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Common Grounds. Thank you for being the best coffee house in all of Central Texas, two locations right there. And, boy, I needed some coffee today because yesterday was up late, flew internationally, home on Saturday, and I'm excited. This guy likes a good cup of coffee. Uh, And he had way more than a cup of coffee with the Dallas Cowboys and was a legend at OU. His name is Tony Casillas. And he joins us now, uh, Tony. It's been far too long, and I shouldn't have to wait till uh, till some kind of monstrous news on the Sooners to call you. But I did think of you immediately. I wanted you to know that.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. It's great to be with you, Matt. Always great to be with you, and uh, I'm glad you're doing well. Uh, yeah, you would think that it would just be just kind of getting off through the Thanksgiving holiday season, and then bam all hell breaks loose. And you throw in everything that's happened with the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, going into COVID Mm -hmm. protocol. Uh, What a way to start your Monday.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, and Tony, you've been in the media a long time, so you know how to handle these stories. But you're also a a huge uh, OU fan and supporter and uh, and a a former player there. I mean, that's got to be – it's got to sting when basically Stoops handed this guy the keys to the kingdom. And, uh, and a great quarterback at that. And uh, really had everything set up. And um, I, I, I'm just, it is amazing. Uh, USC's a blue blood. It's not like USC's a bad program. It's just what OU's been doing recently. Uh, this guy had it all. And he had great players coming in. Um, I, 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 the only thing we, I can think of is that he didn't want any part of that SEC. Is that what has come to your mind in trying to get your arms around what has happened in uh, Norman, Oklahoma?
1: Well, let me just start with, uh, you know, as a former player, I mean, I've been there and done that. You know, coaches, are, they'll sit, they'll tell you everything you want to hear, and I just think it's in a 24-hour period. He went from, by uh, like 48 hours, maybe less than that, going from I'm not going to leave to, go to LSU when I guess they should ask him if he was going to go to USC, which would have been the better question. And, and then you see him jet setting to USC and, and you know, posting videos of the USA football program. And, and I didn't realize this. And I sent you a photo. He blocked me when he was a coach at OU. And I never, at first time, I never followed him on Twitter. And I'm thinking, why would he block me? And I thought, well, maybe it's just because I was a defensive player. They really don't know anything and shouldn't be <laughs> criticized. But yeah, look, I, I think that it was just you know the the found the, the nation got you know double got double punched in the, in the gut. And they lose the Bedlam game, which is a very emotional game. It was a do or we had to win that game to play o- o- Oklahoma State. And congrats to Baylor for being able to punch their ticket in that that in the Big Twelve Championship. And then to find out that, uh, that he's going to USC. It just didn't bode very well. And, you know, I could sit here and, just, and beat him up all day long. But it all, I think you're right about that, Matt. I think that when you look at both programs demographically, yes, LA's not like Norm and vice versa. But, you know, a lot of players leave the West Coast to go play to other programs throughout the country, that theory. But I think when it ultimately came down, this is what I hear: is that he did not like the the fact that Oklahoma was going to play in the SEC. And, but no doubt about it. It's much easier to play in a Big Twelve, uh, and really you know, have a chance of playing the college, college football playoffs, in which he did. Um, and then I guess USC just came in and just just rolled him over and gave him a, made him offer he couldn't refuse. And I think that if you look at it that way, it makes a lot of sense. But I mean, this is a bombshell. No one, I don't think anyone knew that. I, I did talk to someone that said that this has been something in the works for about a week. And then right at the very end, they came in and just again, just made an offer. He couldn't refuse and he's gone to, to LA. So yes, I think there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, is it an easier route probably for him uh, considering that program, but yeah, I think we, I think you're, you're right about that. I think the SEC and, and being able to win and right away, uh, going to the West Coast and, and try to restore a program that's been down for a decade, I think they will fit, fit better in his uh, agenda.
0: Talking to Tony Casillas, uh, OU legend, and uh, does a great job. has has done a great job for years in the the media as well. And then went on to play for the Cowboys. By the Cowboys. way, I, I
1: have my own podcast, Tony Casillas Show. Can you uh, you know subscribe to it on YouTube? But anyway, I got that out of the way. Sorry, sorry, Matt.
0: <laughs> no, no. I anything you need to promote, you feel free. The Tony Casillas Show. You know I'm into the podcast business, so uh, we need to cross promote sometime. And Werder and I will Absolutely. have you on the Doomsday Podcast. Uh, but Tony, the um, the, the the it turns now to who's going to come to OU now. You know the president's on uh, just was quoted saying, "Wish we had more notice." To which all of us that were left in the Big Twelve, you can imagine the eye yeah. rolls that went on to that comment from Joe Harris. uh, uh <laughs> I was like yeah. a- amazed at that comment, but who knows? Who who do you, uh, Tony? Do you do you have anybody? Brent Venables' name as a guy who used to be the co-defensive coordinator has come up. I think people have gotten used to the high flying offense, great quarterbacks. It's going to be a little bit of a abrupt change to go with the defense. And I think the OC would be a huge hire. There'd be a lot of there'd be a lot riding on who he would hire to take that job as the OC. Where where are you? What are you hearing and and what would you kind of like to see happen here?
1: Well, I think that I think if you're going to uh, be a really a uh, big player in the SEC, you got to play defense. I think every week it's you don't get much. There's no breaks, and and it depends on what the division you play in. Uh, there's no there's no week there's no mulligans. I mean, I mean there's no there's no easy teams week in and week out. And I think the parity of really good sound teams. Consistency consistency is more profound than the SEC. So automatically uh, conventional wisdom to say, let's go get a defensive guy. And, you know, Brent Venables has been doing that at Clemson for so many years. There's some familiarity with him uh, because he was a defensive coordinator, co-defensive coordinator at Oklahoma back in the day when Bob Coe Stoops won the national championship. So he he's got he he has plays a he has a different brand of football defensively and i think he has a reputation as being a defensive player uh, somewhat like lincoln riley has an, a reputation as being an offensive you know this offensive genius so you know what does that do for oklahoma i think it does a lot for them because they're going to find an offensive coordinator matt you know that they're going to they're going to have the athletes they're going to have the guys who can be able to run this the same offense and be able to put points on the board and get quarterbacks. But what's been the narrative for Oklahoma, it's been, it's been, they haven't been able to play defense. And so I think Brent Venables, that resume fits my, maybe what they're looking to looking for and the familiarity with, with who he, with with him, Uh, with OU, it's, it's kind of an easy hire. But I think they should just take their time. I, mean, I know it's easier said than done because you're going to move on recruiting, just kind of move on from what, what just all this this, this drama that's happening with Lincoln Riley. Uh, I think that maybe that's their first choice. Um, mm-hmm. After that, I think it's just it's coaches you need to interview. Uh, they, uh, they, they mentioned Josh Heupel. Josh Heupel just took the coach the job at Tennessee, and you know they sure. Tennessee doesn't want to see the, the, the Lane Kiffin, that situation happen. But I think it's really – I think it's someone like Venables. But there's a long list of guys, and I'm sure, that have called and said, I'm interested in the job. And, and that's the thing about Sooner Nation is to really just understand that Oklahoma's a great job. Just because Lincoln Riley you know, left you – feel like you left high and dry to go to USC, whatever the situation is. Oklahoma is a great job. It's going to be to get a little bit more difficult because it's in the SEC, but it's still one of your top 10 jobs in the college football, without a doubt. So they'll find a quality guy. And I think everything happens for a reason. And I think if it is Venables, it's a defensive guy, but I think that they'll find and they'll search and they'll find. And I think the best thing now is that they got Bob Stoops as a consultant. I mean, this guy really cares about the program. And I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't have a problem if Bob would come back. I don't think that's realistic, but it sounds great. But I guarantee it they'll be able to fill that, 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 that vacant uh, coaching, uh, head coaching job real soon.
0: All right. And, uh, by the way, uh, Notre, uh, Notre Dame's coach Brian Kelly, word is now that LSU is zeroing in on him. That doesn't mean he's going to leave, but uh, that is the latest. This has been one of the wildest – uh, coaching carousels we have seen in years. And part of the reason is, Tony, these these firings have happened so early in the cycle. So it feels like we've been talking about it for a couple of months now. Uh, and it is crazy. Now, I do always want to get your take on the Dallas Cowboys and uh, Mike McCarthy, COVID protocols. I mean, you know, we, we've kind of gotten used to some of these players being involved in that. But there's been an outbreak <laughs> with some of the staff members. The O line coach now, Mike McCarthy's out. Um, I mean, this team is reeling a little bit. Have lost two out of their last three, or is it three out of the last four? Anyway, to drop to seven and right. four, and um, uh, that's a weird thing to have to do to to function. I mean, they can do it, and Dan Quinn is experienced. He's going to step in as the interim. You've you you played for the Cowboys. How difficult, especially on a weird turnaround? You play on a Thursday night. How difficult is that to to have uh, the defense coordinator st- step in there, and how how strange do you think this will be for the players?
1: Well, it makes it easier certainly with Dan Quinn's experience, but it does it does put a wrinkle in your
0: in your in your
1: routine and the things that you're doing, and you know, having to go to virtual coaching and everything that goes along with that. It's a short week, and as you mentioned. Uh, just a really uh, a bad loss to you know the, the Raiders and, and just kind of reeling, you know, they too, they, you know, they lost to, you know, obviously the chiefs and now they're, they're facing, you know, this COVID protocol. And so I just think that we, they just need to kind of stand the ground. And we've seen this team when things start going bad, that all of a sudden they kind of go down that rabbit hole and, and we don't want to see that. And I think that, you know, Dan Quinn, to me, if something like this is going to happen, to me, he would be the right guy because, as you mentioned, he's got he's had experience, and I think he's a strong-minded guy. Defensively, he's turned this team around. Uh, so, I think it's just going to be about Matt, It's just going to be about how these players respond and how they play on Thursday night against the Saints. Um, but they can't go down that road, Matt. We've seen this team and man, I hate to, like, hit the panic button, but, I mean, they really need to turn it around really quick and, and beat the, the Saints. And it just seems like everything just kind of pops up. It gets in their way. But these, you know, these bumps in the road, they just got to get over them and get beyond them and really just kind of turn this around. And, you know, COVID football is here. And I guess if you have someone like Aaron Rodgers that can go out there and not practice all week long and just go out there and just and – just play like he's been practicing never missed a beat and you don't have an issue but you know right now the you know the Cowboys need something that's really going to get them back on track and not all of a sudden you know face this uh this negativity that we've known this team uh, has faced in the past and get by that but uh it'll be a good test but I, I think Dan Quinn will will definitely be the, the best guy to, to put him in a situation to give them an opportunity to get past that and Move on and hopefully beat the Saints.
0: Yeah, the good news is, uh, Tony, if they win like forty to nothing with Dan Quinn as head coach, no, everybody will be sensitive, right? (laughs) To Mike McCarthy, they'll they'll all be sensitive about his COVID diagnosis. (laughs) I mean, oh, oh, absolutely, oh yeah. So,
1: like, just go ahead and stay home for a couple more weeks. (laughs) We don't want to (laughs) expose
0: anyone else. (laughs) We got this, Mike. Mike, you just get well. You just try to feel better. Now, Tony, did you ever, are you, do you have the Dan Quinn? You're a guy who stays in remarkable shape and uh, and, and loves to throw some weight around. Do you, uh, do you ever do the Dan Quinn turn the cap around backwards, or do you not do that? Dan Quinn's been known to flip that cap around backwards. I even think your old buddy Troy Aikman, uh, when seen on the Katy Trail, will turn the cap around backwards. Do you ever do that?
1: No, I think the only, I think Troy, what he does on the Katy Trills, he takes his shirt off, and I'll never do that because that dude is like chiseled and works so hard on you know staying in shape and everything. But uh, my my head's too big for the you know to be able to turn the turn the you know the you know the, the, the put the cap on backwards. I just don't have that luck. I mean, hell, if I'm not gonna if I'm gonna do something, I'm just gonna probably turn my you know put my shirt on backwards or something like that. But uh, <laughs> as far as as far as the you know the backwards hat, I don't really do that because I, or you know, first of all, you got to make sure it's a closed, you know, you have the closed hats, you know, where it doesn't yeah. have. Because if you if you don't, you can't see the hairline. If you have a high forehead like mine, all you see is like a shiny little spot in the middle. Though, yeah, it's not well, a good luck, Matt.
0: I remember Ducey used to have you on quite a bit, and then. What happened is you, uh, what Ducey will do, he'll make you sit in those little chairs, and he raises his chair up for people that don't know. And then he, I think you were always, he felt like you were a little better looking than he was, and so he finally had to stop having you on there. Uh, and and uh, he, he, if you'll notice, he gets a lot of sports riders on. You know, we're not known for being particularly no, I, great looking. But see you're, you're the exception <laughs> to the norm, though. You you got both. You.
1: You, you also have the face for TV, not just a face for radio, right? And that's what they always oh, said. And, and yes. I always thought this there's something about the lighting in that studio. It's like, damn, why do I look so much older when I'm sitting next to you, uh, you, you might, But, uh, yeah, you know, what well, the, that's the fun part about it.
0: Ducey. <laughs> has been known to everything. Oh, yeah. Ducey <laughs> colors his hair and does all that. Some of his age naturally. But, uh all right, Tony. Well, it's fun catching up with you. Always loved uh, visiting with you back in the day, and great to catch up with you. And best of luck on this OU coaching search. If you hear anything, you know you know who to text.
1: Yeah, I will. And, hey, and, and and best of luck to the the, the Baylor Bears versus Oklahoma State. Uh, you know the the Pokes. Uh, yeah. Look, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna be cheering for Baylor. So best of luck, and hope you guys take care of business, brother. Thanks for having. We're-
0: We're glad to have you. I I won't make you say "sick'em bears," but but I feel like you're almost did just a second ago. I have no
1: problem saying "sick'em." I'm not gonna say "hook'em," but I'll say "sick'em" all (laughs)
0: day long. There he goes, Tony Casillas, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas.